Well, hello, Masterpiece Women. My name is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder and host of the Masterpiece Women podcast. And we're here really every week to explore Christian women leaders and what it means to be leaders in our community, leaders in the world as Christian, Christian entrepreneurs, Christian leaders, women at home. Ladies, let me just tell you, you are a leader, whether you see yourself that way or not, every woman is leading something. So I'm going to encourage you, ladies, don't tune out because there's lots of great information on these podcasts, even if you're not an entrepreneur. So today, though, we want to talk about diversity, diversity specifically in the workplace and how valuing others is so important. Despite of our differences, it is such a key part of being a great leader. And when we're in the marketplace, we have such an incredible opportunity to impact the world for Christ. As Christian women leaders, we're called what? To love, to serve, to just care for others despite of their backgrounds, despite of their beliefs. And in the workplace, it's even more imperative that we do so because it gives us a huge opportunity to be the servant leaders that God's called us to be because we are all created in his image, right? Um, and we think about what God teaches us is that we are created in his image and that we're equally valuable and we all deserve respect and love, even if we don't agree with their backgrounds. So one of the most powerful examples that we can ever take is, it's one of my favorite people in the entire Bible, is Ruth. And I think about Ruth, and she was a Moabite woman, and she was so precious. She chose to stay with her mother-in-law, Naomi, even after her, her husband died. Remember that whole story? and. Her husband dies and she's like, no, 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 I'm going with you because she was loyal. Naomi's like, no, no, go back to your people. She's like, no, I'm going to stay with you. And that selfish, selfless love, that sacrifice of her staying with her mother-in-law, ultimately what? Leads her to her husband who she ends up being an ancestor of Jesus himself. So we never know how selfless love and serving others is going to come back to be such a blessing in our lives. What a huge blessing. She ended up being one of the ancestors of Jesus Christ himself. So then we look, then another great example is who? Jesus. Jesus was constantly, constantly reaching out to all these different people from the lepers to the tax collectors to the Samaritans loving on them and that he would get persecuted verbally by some of the leaders in the church because he was doing this and what did he say to them he just ignored them he's he demonstrated that radical radical kind of love that went beyond any social norm beyond any cultural norm beyond any cultural social expectation and I believe we have such an opportunity in the marketplace to do the same. I know I've shared um, an example. I think I even shared it last week again of a key leader of Coca-Cola talking about, you know, a um, opportunity he had to love an individual who was homosexual, who he didn't agree with the lifestyle, but he still loved her well. And she just, she verbalized how much that had meant to her at his 
um, at his retirement party. And I, it's such a great picture of, we just don't know how we're affecting people by the simple act of being a servant leader, by the simple act of loving other, others well, and really following in Jesus's footsteps and um, being inclusive with our love, being you know, respectful of all individuals, embracing diversity, not necessarily agreeing with the way other people live their lives, but embracing the diversity and the value that other people bring basically can ultimately to more productivity, more innovation, more creativity, and more success for your business because you have a team that knows they're valuable and it's every one of them, not just because they agree with you and your and your values and your um you know, beliefs. So one of the greatest examples, I believe of that in the marketplace is Dan Cathy, the CEO of Chick-fil-A and Truett, his dad. And I know that family from um, another role that I had, I was able to actually get to know intimately, even had dinner at the family, one of, of their CFO that was with them for 30 years and they live it. They live the values, they live the lifestyle and they're committed to that in their workplace. They're committed to the employee training, to loving people well. There's a lot of people that aren't Christians there, but they see Christianity modeled and the example of it over and over and over on a daily basis. And many people come to Christ. Where they put their money is into areas of family and helping others to thrive and really valuing other people and their lives and what's going on in their lives. And then you think of the other great example, Dan, David Green, founder of Hobby Lobby. His son has spoken at our, our um, life work leadership many times. And it's an incredible talk when he talks because he talks about generosity and he talks about how important it is to have Christian values in the workplace, how to, and they're very vocal, both Dan Cathy and David Green, they're very vocal about their Christian values. But I know people that are leaders in those organizations that will share, not everybody's Christian. However, it's modeled so beautifully. It's been an incredible opportunity to see people's lives transformed. And when we're living it out in the marketplace and we're standing up for what we believe, but yet loving others incredibly well, it pays off in huge dividends. Both of these companies, hugely successful, hugely known for training their employees well, loving their employees well, and personal development, and the generosity of giving back to their communities, giving back to charities. It They're known for that all over the world. And then I think of a story I heard just recently of um, Sarah. Sarah knew that loving her team well meant offering so much more than competitive benefits and salaries. Think about Chick-fil-A, you think about Hobby Lobby, they, they do that. They take care of people really well that way as well. But she knew, Sarah knew, and I believe that Dan and um, David do the same as well. She knew that creating a workplace where team members really felt valued, they really felt respected, they really felt supported, was going to not just 
help her business, but help the individuals. She really cared about the individuals. And so she was known for walking in the office and just taking time to get to know each one of her team members, taking time to just learn about their backgrounds, learn about their families, learn about their dreams. What are their goals? What's God, their God-given purpose? What do they feel like they're put on this planet for? And when you learn from that place and you love people well, wow, what an impact Sarah made. So she made a point of also providing these incredible opportunities for her team members to grow, to develop their skills. Do you hear that common thread in all three of these people? Helping their teams develop their skills and grow. Because when you add value and you help people grow, it's one of the best ways you can love them, the way you can show that you appreciate them despite of the diversity that um, you know we have in the workplace. It's including the diversity instead of you know being more pro-Christians or more, we have to be careful with that, guys. We have to provide, obviously in, in business, you have to do equal opportunity anyway. But I think it's more than just because it's a federal government thing. I think that we need to take good care of our clients so that we can model who Jesus is to them. But Sarah also was very encouraging to her teamwork, to her team members, encouraging them to take risk and try new things and let them know it's okay if they made a mistake. Because how do we learn the best when we fail, when we make mistakes? Those are some of our best growing opportunities, aren't they? Um, and she loved her team so well. I remember an individual talking about her and the way she made a point of celebrating their success, whether it was a big success, a small success, she was always so quick to offer encouragement and to really help them face whatever challenges. When she'd see a sad face in the office, she would ask them, is something going on with you today? You doing okay? How's your day going? And give the freedom to the individual to share openly what their challenges or what their, sometimes it was a family challenge at home. Not that she invited people to bring their work, their home to work and keep it there and not be able to focus on work. But the reality is when we have a family, especially as women, our children oftentimes we're we're that key source of support for our children and so we need to be able to feel safe that if we have something going on that we can just be real and so when we do that for our teams they they're going to feel valued they're going to feel respected they're going to feel supported and what's going to happen as a part of that they're going to be more engaged they're going to commit to the work and when you offer them also the opportunity to get involved in social activities and community improvement activities, believe it or not, that in itself adds a huge amount of personal development and um, personal growth for your, for your team. And so all of that combined gives them an incredible opportunity as an individual, but it also creates a, an amazing opportunity for the organization to have their employees 
go an extra mile for the company and to really create that culture. Culture is huge, guys. Culture is so important in the workplace. And not because their employees are paid to go the extra mile, not because they're paid to do these good things, but because they really believe in their leader and the vision and the culture that the leaders created. And Sarah really models that really well. And as I as I was thinking of like some examples of that type of leadership, I thought of Sarah and I thought of Jess who kind of shared the experience of Sarah that said, you know, quote unquote, she said, Sarah believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. She encouraged me to take risks and step outside of my comfort zone. And when I succeeded, she was the first one to celebrate with me. She made me feel like I was part of something bigger than myself and that my contributions were valuable. And Sarah was a Christian leader and Jess was living a life that Sarah did not agree with from a biblical perspective. But as an employee, this is how she felt about her leader. How beautiful is that, ladies and gentlemen? Do you think we can make an impact in the world if we have that kind of leadership? Because of Sarah's leadership, not only is this individual's life changed, and just imagine how many other people in that organization, but that company, because the employees were thriving and they're growing and they feel value, they're going the extra mile for the company. There's more creativity. There's no more positivity. And they became known for these incredible innovative products and services, but they also were known really well for the culture of love, a culture of respect, and a culture of support. And that's what people want. That's what people are looking for. They want to feel loved and respected and supported. That really, to me, is dealing with diversity. If we can make every individual feel that way, you overcome the boundaries of diversity and difficulties that um, other people say they have with diversity in the marketplace, because it's every individual feeling that way. And that brings freedom to them to do their best. That brings an opportunity for the organization to have an incredible, incredible, inclusive culture of love and respect and support. And that's what Jesus would do in the marketplace. You know, they'll say, what would Jesus do? <laughs> That's what Jesus would do. And so I think about what a great model that is. And you think about when it comes to, you know, when it comes to that kind of a culture, what does that lead to? It leads to more um, loyal customers because they love the culture of the company. They're getting treated well by their customers. I mean, by their, by the company, their customers are happy. The team's happy. You're going to attract the best talent to your organization because you're known for the culture and you're going to have people that um, become your advocates in the marketplace who share about your business to the marketplace because you're that example and so it's free advertising so it's a win 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 right and so I just want to encourage you take a look get a 360 if you need to from your team how am I doing in the area of creating a culture of love and respect and support do you feel loved? Do you feel supported? Do you feel um, respected? Do a 360 with some key players or do a, you know, a, um, a 
survey and make it where it's anonymous so they you can really get a true feedback and be willing to look at that and look at yourself as a leader and ask them how you could improve. What were the things that you could do to improve? I think about going back to Sarah's leadership. What did it demonstrate? It demonstrated that when, when we love our teams as leaders and we love them well and we create a culture of success, we create a culture that's going to impact way beyond the bottom line. When we create that culture, sometimes it starts with us hearing that we don't have that culture in the first place. So do a 360, talk to your team. What kind of culture do they see? How would they describe the diversity in their organization? Ask the questions so that you can improve as a leader and be encouraged that you can change you can grow, and so can every one of your team members. If you will put some emphasis on just loving people more, treating them with great respect, and just the inclusiveness to make them feel loved and valued and respected, you will change your culture in your organization, and you will build a powerful force in the marketplace that will transform people's lives, that will transform the community, it'll transform organizations, and it's going to transform your bottom line simultaneously. That is what it's all about. So I want to encourage you, if you need more tools for, for your own personal growth or to help you build business, we're doing a whole training in Masterpiece Women Community on step-by-step -step ways to build your business. And we'll be doing that every week from here until the end of the year. We have a little break in July for a couple of weeks for vacation, but otherwise we'll be doing it every week. And then we also have our luncheons once a month. So we wanna invite you, not to mention our retreats coming up November 2nd to the 5th, where we're gonna dive deep into personal growth and our purposes and really transforming our lives and ask anyone that went to the retreat last year or the year before they're phenomenal god shows up they're anointed we have a prayer team of women that are praying for our events and believing god for a great great thing so have a wonderful blessed generous prosperous wonderful day and go love people well go treat people as if they were the greatest treasure on this planet because they are, and so are you. So have a wonderfully blessed day. Love you, ladies. <laughs>